seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Today we're talking about webinars. Do you need one? Well, we'll find out. I'm Justin Kerr with Justin Kerr Design. Um, Bill Parmentier with W. Parmentier Photography. And I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. And together we make up the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials team. See, we, we get better every time. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's like, like a fine wine, right? So yeah. we're talking about webinars today, and we started out uh, as, as the Marketing Essentials team doing a webinar, mm-hmm. and after we were finished, we realized that there was just so much more to talk about in regards to marketing, and then we started the podcast, and... But webinars are really good way of marketing yourself. Uh, they're a really good True. way of building your expertise and sharing that expertise with an audience. But we're going to talk a little bit about today is, okay, well, how do you, if you decide, yeah, I want to do a webinar, I've got some good content that I want to get out there, but how do I put one together? Where do I start? Yeah, and full disclosure, when we first started out, we're like, how hard could that be? <laughs> And we and quickly found, found out, out how, how hard, hard it could be. be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, web- webinars, podcasts—they're all not as simple as just getting an idea together and speaking about it. Right. It takes a little bit of planning. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're not planning it out ahead of time, you're, you're what's what's it? What's the saying? If you uh, don't, a plan is a f- plan, plan fail. for failure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. And I think, like any marketing initiative, which a webinar is a marketing yes. initiative, uh, the first thing you need to know is who's your audience. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, full disclosure, when we did the webinar, we weren't quite sure... Yeah, we didn't quite have it nailed down. ...who our audience was. You know, it was almost more like, well, anybody who needs marketing, it's like, "Mm, that's a little too broad. (laughs) And I think, you know, we're a new business, so we're kind of refining as we go. Yeah. But at least we realize. And so... That's, I mean, that's a big point. We're going to talk about what we learned and how you can do it differently sure. when you start out. So, <laughs> so, so the first part right. about that is you need to nail down your topic. What do you want to talk about? What's the goal of whatever webinar you're going to be doing? Mm-hmm. And I've heard webinars on, on everything, how to increase, increase sales to how to market your business. So it, it, there's no one-size-fits-all uh, webinar, so to speak. No. So the reality is you really need to take some time and sit down, and especially if, in the case of us, where we, there were three of us putting this together, we needed to collaborate to figure out how to get it all to fit together properly. Right. So that, that's the first thing we have to go through, talk about. But if you, if you do, like going back to Justin's point, if you do know who your audience is, really dig into that persona and your webinar should focus um, around like a topic of, you know, what solution can you provide to sure. them? What mm-hmm. is their pain point and how can your webinar add insane value exactly. to what they're trying to accomplish? Yeah, you need to know how you're going to reach them. Mm-hmm. So for, in our case, um, I, you know, Marketing Essentials team, we're aiming ourselves at small to medium-sized uh, businesses, specifically the owners or the marketing directors of those businesses who may need a little extra help with their marketing, or maybe mm-hmm. the, the owners have decided, hey, I'm going to do my own marketing, but I don't know where to begin. Sure. So what reason we exist is to provide tips, tricks, expertise, good information so that if you do want to do it yourself, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like Alicia said, has kind of come 
over time, you know, sure, we've been sure. able to kind of suss that out and say, okay, this is this is what we're about. So now we're able to think about, okay, if we're creating content, each podcast we do has a specific topic, mm-hmm. and as long as we know who we're marketing to, then we can, you know, sort of tailor that content to say, hey, we're speaking to you, small business owner, mm-hmm. or entrepreneur, or marketing director. We're, you know, we're here to give you this information. So it helps, I think, in, you know, number one, knowing who your audience is. Once you know that, then you can craft your content, like you said, getting your content down. Now, length of webinar. That's another big thing you have to think about. And I'm glad you actually brought that up because it's not in the notes. Uh, But that's a big consideration. How much time do you want to take away from whoever's listening? Mm -hmm. Because obviously everybody's time is money. And especially in, a, in our case where we're aiming towards small business owners, they've got a lot on their plate. Right. So a half an hour, hour tops is about where you want to go on a, on a webinar. You don't want to be doing a three-hour three, day, three hour seminar, you know, webinar, you know. And that's yeah, another those... reason, sorry, Justin, why you want to add, you want to make sure it has insane value because it could be yeah. a five-minute webinar, but if you don't have something to offer that's going to stand out and be valuable. They're tuning out. Right. So yeah. I think you could go longer, but overall you want to make sure that you know, your audience is going to get something from it. Quality over quantity. Uh, Definitely. Um, Most of the webinars that I've participated in, uh, business webinars, uh, happen over lunch, you know, between 12 and 1. uh, And they run anywhere from 30 minutes to about just a little over 45 because you figure someone's taking a lunch break. Yeah. yeah. You know, they got their lunch at their desk, they're going to listen to the webinar, and they can squeeze it into the day. Now, I've also been part of webinars that have happened after hours. So 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. Again, you're in a time slot where, okay, you've, you've come home, you've had dinner, and now you've got an hour that you can devote to you know, listening to a webinar. But if you're thinking of putting it on at 11 in the morning or 3 in the afternoon... It's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be really difficult because you're asking, you're, you're asking a lot of people's schedules. Now, I will give a caveat to that in a case of a business putting on a webinar for maybe their own employees. Because at that point, now you've got a captive audience you can well, yeah. see. Because I've been part of, uh, with previous companies I've worked for, I've been part of webinars that were blasted out to the whole company. And everybody was encouraged to listen in during that time frame. So it may have been at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. But that was with the caveat of the company was putting it on. So Right, yeah. No, that's a good point, though. It's If it's an internal webinar... Yeah. Um, I think you can be more flexible. If you're putting it out there for the general public, you've yeah. got to be a little bit more strategic sure. about it. I think we're using it, we're talking about webinars more as like a marketing tool. True. Yeah. yeah. True. For your business. So, so, okay, so now you've nailed down your topic. Let's, let's go to the next step. You've, mm-hmm. you've nailed down your topic. Before you actually go and put on the webinar, what's the next step? Well, I mean, there's... Silence. No silence. Wow, it's like I asked a hard question. <laughs> well, I mean, there's... There's a lot of steps, but I guess the next one is once you have your content. Um, now, are, as far as your content, you know, having it written down is one thing, but you need to put it into a format that you can present it during the webinar. So I yeah. think the most typical one is a PowerPoint deck or a keynote deck sure. uh, to present your information. Mm-hmm. In regards to that, one of the things I think you need to keep in mind when you're putting your content into a deck is that you're going to be speaking during this webinar and you want people to listen to what you're saying. So don't just take your notes and dump them into a deck and then read through your deck. 
that oh. is deadly. Do you think? I would have tuned out after two minutes yeah. if I even made it that Matter far. Fact, so, so in essence, less is more as far as what you're putting on the actual slides. Yeah, the visuals should serve a couple of purposes. One, they should serve to reinforce what you're saying, not to mirror what you're saying by having bullet points there, but to reinforce it. So let's say you're talking about... Um, African safaris, you know, you're marketing African safaris. Well, you're going to be talking about, you know, why going on a safari is going to be a great thing, you know, a great adventure. So you should be showing pictures of what a safari looks like. Sure, sure. You know, no one wants to sit there and read the bullet points along with you. That's just, you know, they'll, that's the, the kiss of death, right, they'll tune right out. So mm -hmm. the more senses that you can engage during a webinar, so if you have some good visuals that reinforce what you're saying and they're listening to you, you're already engaging two senses, right? So that's optimal, you know? So less is more in regards to the deck, have some good visuals. And you know, there's, you don't have to create these from scratch. There's tons and tons of free templates out there that you can use for both PowerPoint and Keynote. Find one that's appropriate and put your information in it. Don't try to reinvent the wheel, you know? So, so what, do you, what do you say to people as far as when they start throwing like text-heavy slides into it? Just a don't. Even if they're not reading it verbatim, they may be Just throwing don't. it from yeah. text. On a typical slide, if you have more than five or six elements, whether it's five or six bullet points or five or six pictures or whatever it is, you've hit that tipping point. If you have more than that, it's hard for someone to take in all at once. Hmm. So again, less is more. Five to six elements per slide. And if you are putting text up there, keep it short. Use shorthand if necessary. I mean, you can use bullet points to reinforce what you're saying, but don't do it verbatim. Hmm. You know, mm -hmm. try to condense it into one or two words. That way, when someone is listening to you, they can just sort of glance at the slide and, and it reinforces what you're saying. Sure. You know? But I've seen too many um, webinars where it's just the presenter's notes in slide form, mm -hmm. and it's a snooze fest. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how good the content is. So, you know, you're, you're presenting a multimedia presentation. Mm -hmm. You're speaking, you're showing things. Make the most out of both those formats. Right. So now you've got, in a scenario here, you've got your topic. You've decided on your topic. Mm-hmm. You've you've talked that out. You've gotten your deck together. Mm -hmm. What's the next step from there? What do we? Well, oh, sorry. Did she get something? I don't want to um, like just uh, gloss over the visual topic without talking about branding your webinar and how prof how to make it like I know you know you can go into major detail on how to make it professional, but basically if you don't have so Justin helped us out with ours because he's a graphic artist and um, all our slides were really kind of clean and they all had a similar look especially if you have multiple people contributing mm -hmm. you want the visuals to be that that brand look to be consistent throughout and if you just suck at visuals then just hire someone to do it <laughs> like don't be like googling images and just plopping them on the, a white powerpoint with like your logo in the corner right um, that's what I would do and that's why I would hire Justin speaking of <laughs> images you know we, we brought this up before in some of our other podcasts if you are grabbing images off Google, be very careful because you may be including an image sure. in your presentation that is protected by copyright. Yeah, that's one of my huge pet peeves. Right. Now, if you're, and if you're charging for that webinar, you've, you've now violated that copyright. 
Okay, mm. you're using somebody else's intellectual property. You so, know, yeah, it happens more than you would think. Right. I, I was on a uh, just a quick side note. I was on a Facebook page, a business Facebook page, the other day, and somebody put up a photo, and it still had the watermark from Shutterstock on it. Yeah. Mm. I was just like. Yeah, and that just looks unprofessional. Well, I mean, right. not only are you you stealing that image because you didn't pay for it, mm-hmm. but it just looks bad. Yeah, it makes you look. You bad. know, it's like it's like you know buying a shirt and the tag is still hanging off of it. Yeah, it's well, the, the security tag still. The hanging. security <laughs> tag. Yeah. Right. Did you steal that shirt? No. no. Right. But like, are you you're putting this webinar together as a marketing tool, and you're you know you're trying to give information away, but at the same time you're representing your company and your brand, so. I guess pay attention to those details, the visual details, and too. yeah, some yeah. A level of, of professional and there's, visuals. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. Let's 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 be clear. There's a difference between perfection and being polished. It can be polished right. enough to where it has your branding, right. but it doesn't have to be perfect. People are forgiving to that. And extent. there's lots of uh, resources out there for either very inexpensive or free stock photography. There's mm-hmm. no reason to be lifting stuff off somebody else's website matter or fact, off Google. Matter of fact, I'll throw a few of those into the, uh, okay. the show notes so that people yeah. that are looking for stock But I think stock like some people just lack, like when you're so into the webinar, you may lack the idea of what to use as a visual, but if you work with like someone who's a professional, if mm-hmm. you were to bring on like a graphic designer to, to help with this, they might have some outside-of-the-box ideas, like sure. a different mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. Um, we're not all creative people, and, and if, that's okay. If you want a little inspiration, just go watch any of the Apple keynotes mm-hmm. uh, over the, you know, over, say over the last ten years, and yeah. you'll get a you get schooled really fast on how to present mm-hmm. and how to market you know your webinar because the way that they use images and the way that they mm-hmm. use you know the. Uh, the, the spoken part of the presentation. Mm-hmm. It's a master class. An- another great place for that is the TED Talks. Oh, yeah. Yep. TED Talks, I love watching the TED Talks, especially if you want to get an idea of how to present. You know, One of the, the best ones I saw had, had a, um, you know, Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. He did, I, I believe it was a TED Talk that I saw him do once. It was all photos, not a single piece of text on the entire but he's a huge advocate of using PowerPoint the yeah. way it should be used. Yeah. So he's a great one. To and use. he must have flipped through 100 slides in the, in the course of like three minutes. Right. That's cool. But yeah, I'll he, put that he, in the notes he, too. So he he was like, yeah, I'll yeah. see if I can find that. And that there's even, one. I've even seen a couple of TED Talks specifically on how, how to, to put a PowerPoint deck sure. together. So there's lots of resources so, out and there. And we'll throw a bunch of those in, in, the, in the notes. I'm thinking this is probably going to be a two-part um, podcast because yeah. I'm just realizing as we're getting through the notes, there's a lot of stuff we haven't even really hit upon. So let's, let's, let's go, uh, uh, let's talk about the promotional end of it. Yeah, so I feel like you could almost do a whole podcast on promoting because sure, a we lot of people probably think... probably will. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we always feel like we have tangents going on here, but... Um, with the promotion, you know, you want to make sure that people are going to show up to your webinar. Mm-hmm. And so going back to your persona, your avatar, uh, who is your audience, basically, and where do they hang out? What social media channels are they on? Where can you post this webinar so that you're getting in front of these people well before the webinar is to take place? Um, you want to have an email sign up so that you can do an email sequence, a reminder to these people who have expressed interest. Um, and there's a whole strategy behind that. You don't want to inundate them, but you want to remind them. And you want to be, um, I guess, you know, frequent, but not 
too crazy about reminding them with emails. Yeah, you don't want to scare them away by too many emails at once. Right. And, you know, broadcast to your 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 contacts in your network. Ask them to share it. Um, you may have some businesses that you partner with, vendors that could share it to their clients, um, put it on their social media. I mean, this webinar, I'm assuming most businesses do their, their webinars for free at first as a draw. Sure. You know, you're giving away uh, free content to get people in. So if you can kind of promote it as it's a, fr a free resource... And get people on board with being like partners. You can even have a sponsor um, if you wanted to go that far for promotion. Promotion. Um, social media is huge. You can do paid ads. I feel like I'm just running down a laundry list here. <laughs> sure. but, well, like you know, I said, so, we'll, we'll do a more in-depth uh, promotional one. But those are some great ideas as far. And you probably have. You could probably name another ten more in just in, in the next couple of minutes. Right. So, post oh. it in groups. Post it in on your organic feed, your personal yeah. feed. Um, your business page. Um, what else did we do? I'm trying to backtrack to how we promoted ours. We did a lot of word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. We did networking yes. events. Yeah, that's huge. I almost forgot that one. Uh, mm -hmm. And don't forget our glorious promotional video. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> that like, took us longer than the podcast. Creating well, like yeah, a 30 yeah. second promo video. <laughs> as much as you guys thought it took longer on your end. Yeah. Try, try going through all those. I think we had, I think I forget now, I think it was like four or five hours worth of yeah. promo video stuff that I had to shuffle through to get it down to like well, three minutes. Here, here's some of the things we, because we put together a promotional video and, and maybe we'll put this a link in the show oh, notes. Gosh. Not the, not the video, maybe YouTube the channel. outtakes actually. Both of them are still on a YouTube channel, so. So we learned a ton oh, from yeah. doing that promotional video. One is we probably could have gotten away without doing it to begin with, mm. but for whatever reason we thought, you know, we should do this. So we, we waded into the pool. First thing was... <laughs> <laughs> Alicia's already laughing because she can think about what we went through. Yeah, well, the first thing I think we learned is don't use a teleprompter. No, because we sounded like, and I, I uh, yeah. am not <laughs> reading. Yeah. Well, it, With enthusiasm. Not only did it, it didn't sound good, it didn't look good because we, we weren't were looking. looking into the camera. We were looking just off camera. And even when we put the teleprompter right underneath the camera, it still looked off. You could see the eyes shifting. And it just it didn't come off natural. So we, we scrapped the teleprompter. We actually memorized mm -hmm. our lines, and it was much more natural. But then there we had lighting issues, we had backdrop issues, we had there was all sorts hair of issues. hair issues. <laughs> just, yes. I don't know what you're talking about. I, my hair was perfect the whole entire time. <laughs> yes, it did. It looked it looked perfect. Um, you know. So and then like you said, you had we had way hours, too much hours footage to go through. I mean, ultimately, I think it it turned out okay, but. Did we need it? We, we probably didn't need it, but we learned a ton from it, and I think we've taken a lot of that uh, lessons in tech and brought them forward into the podcast. Sure. And, you know, we were much more prepared to start the podcast. We were like, okay, we know what not to do now. <laughs> yes, and we're sharing that valuable insight I, I with think, you. <laughs> I think that was a, a great learning experience, if nothing else, for us to be able to be ready to do a podcast. And are we still learning? Sure, absolutely. Every podcast right. we learn something new. But it was invaluable as far as learning how to shoot promo videos, how to think about how to mm -hmm. uh, script things. You know, uh, While the podcast is not scripted, we have bullet points we go off of and things along that line. Right. But 
I have a feeling that if we hadn't done the webinar, we would have never thought, we would have had it really scripted out for every uh, podcast, and it would have sounded very scripted. Yeah, you know? and that's the thing with the webinar. We did have a script. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was more formal mm -hmm. and um, much more, because we had a certain time that we had to meet. Yes. So it's okay to have your script, but go through it. Rehearse it out loud. Yeah, we did like three or four runs before we even went live. Right. We right. yeah, we did dry runs because you do know the material, but it also has to flow and it has to sound natural. Mm -hmm. So rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And I would also add to that the invaluable thing for me, being the tech guy, the invaluable thing for me on that was I insisted that we did everything with the microphones. We could we could have done the, the the practice run throughs without recording anything, but helped me the day of to be prepared for things that could come up by recording that over and over again. So if you're doing your sound yourself, if you're doing the tech yourself, I would definitely suggest during the run-through doing it as though you were doing it live. Yeah. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about the tech? So if somebody wants to do a webinar and they just want to, they're at entry level, they just kind of want to do the bare minimum tech-wise, what do you recommend? Well, if we weren't going, or if we, obviously we didn't plan that out ahead of time, but uh, if I were to do it all over again, I would say uh, a simple USB microphone, if it's one person, mm -hmm. either a USB headset or a USB, or even Bluetooth for that, for that matter. If it's one person, uh, that's probably more than adequate enough for a simple webinar. Now, if you're doing three or four people, that's going to be a little bit different because it's not as easy to get all three or four of those headphones and microphones all into one place, and that was what we were running up against. So we ended up having to go the route of a USB uh, soundboard and running actual mics into the soundboard. What we found out was, and, and you guys can attest to this, was the first set of microphones we bought were pretty crappy microphones. And yeah, they were. They get dropped once, and that was pretty much the end of them. But So I would suggest, if you're just doing a one-time webinar, and it's just you or one, maybe one other person, mm -hmm. USB microphones are more than adequate for what you want to do. If you're doing a multiple uh, group side type of webinar, invest into a little bit more, especially if you're going to be doing it, doing the webinar more than once. Now, what about software? Um, well, again, here's here's where the the um, where you have to kind of think about what you're doing. Uh, there's, I can name probably four or five different programs that you could use to put on a webinar. Now we, we used Zoom, right? We used a, uh, yes, we did use Zoom. We ended up using Zoom for the, for the webinar. I've since found a couple, more, uh, a couple more programs that I probably, if I were to be doing it again, I would do it a different, different uh, piece of software. But Zoom's adequate if you're going to be doing under 100 people at the webinar, and if you're going to, uh, if you're just, you have a, a decent internet connection. That's let me back that up before we even go into the to the actual software. Right, because you if you're need, doing it live. Yeah, you need to test wherever you're going to be doing that webinar live from and make sure it's got a solid, a rock-solid yeah. internet connection. Because mm -hmm. some people will do pre-recorded webinars. Which is fine. So it's different, but doing a live, you don't want to go off air. No, the last thing you want to do is be five minutes into the webinar and then all of a sudden your uh, listeners are listening to dead air because they've lost yeah. you. So having said that, Zoom's a great one. Mm -hmm. There's a software, and I'll put the, no, the, the uh, notes in the uh, show notes, but Zoom, I found a great uh, piece of software that I still use to this day called OBS. It's a free piece of software. It's online broadcasting system, it's called. You can, uh, you can actually use that to go live to YouTube, which a lot more people are using YouTube now for webinars. You can also go live to Facebook with it. Cool. So now... 
what that gives you what that gives you is let me back up for a second. A lot of people are using Facebook Live nowadays. We use it mm-hmm. on our page. Most of what we're using it for is just a quick hop on, kind of tell people about what's going on. Right. Or something. You could use it to put on a webinar. You could use it to put on a webinar. Well, so you can share your screen, Bill? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so the nice thing about that is I, we build a deck for a webinar like we just talked about. Right. You can actually use OBS to use that deck and put it right out to Facebook Live or right out to YouTube Live. Cool. So that's something that Zoom can't do for you. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think they have that technology No, yet. you can share your screen and share the deck, but you, I don't know. You can't go to Facebook Live or YouTube Live or anything like that. Um, I, yeah, they I, may have changed it or they may be in the process of changing it, but at this point, that's, so that brings up another great point is what is the platform you want to be putting it out through? Do you want it on a Facebook Live? Do you want it on a YouTube Live? Yeah, do, or, well, do you want it live or do you want to pre-record yeah, it? Yep. Or do you want it private, like group? Or do you want it open sure. to yeah. multiple people? To I mean, jump the advantage in? of doing it live, like what we did, is that you can have a Q and A session. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and so people, um, depending on what you use, like we use Zoom, so there was a chat feature where people could mm-hmm. put their questions in. You can do the same thing with YouTube now. They actually, they can actually do live chatting oh, okay. as, as you go along. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Facebook. Well, Facebook's always done it. So yeah, Facebook has a comment section. The o- the only thing I'm not sure about with the OBS software. If you'd be able to see the chat directly through there, yeah, you can see it with mm. YouTube. You can't yeah. necessarily. So the advantage of live is you can be interactive. Yes, your webinar yes. can be interactive. Advantage okay. of pre-recorded is that okay, you don't have the interactivity, but you can you know if you screwed up the first time, you can record it a second time until you get it the way you want it. Sure, to. sure. Right. So you, it's a trade-off, you know. To me, if someone's doing it live, I I just I'm more likely to tune in when it's live. Yeah. One because I get to ask those questions, and two, I feel like if someone's taking their time to do it live, then it's a more valuable mm-hmm. experience. I've actually does that make sense? I've yeah, actually, that makes sense. I've yeah. actually seen some webinars where they pre-recorded it but acted as though it was live. I hate that. I hate that. I really you can usually tell within a few minutes of. Yeah, like, oh, oh, Sally is joining us from yeah. Ohio. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, no, that's a that's a that's a great point. That that's a great point we haven't talked about is you need to be genuine when you're doing these uh, right. webinars. Yeah, people are going to sniff out a fake right away, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to sell them something. Right. We're talking about marketing here. Your marketing is sales. Yeah. You know? and well, I would say your good marketing rules apply in your webinar. Sure. Yeah. And, if, and if you're just trying to do it to to sell uh, the latest get rich quick quick get rich quick scheme. Mm-hmm. People are going to read through that. They're going to see yeah. through that. So. so I have a question because we did this during our webinar and it's pretty common. But um, to get people to stay through the whole thing, obviously you want them to stay because your content is good. But how do you feel about saying something in the start? If you stay to the end, we have you know some a I special. Think, I don't see. I, I I think I doing a webinar again. I would still do that because mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think it has value. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I a mean, reward for the loyal listeners and yeah, watchers. I mean, it, well, it, it's that, and people are always in the back of their mind going, gee, I wonder if this is something really worthwhile at the end, so I'm going to hang out and listen because I really want to hear. Right. And hopefully, if your content of the webinar is strong enough, that that's almost secondary what they're going to get at the end. True. And, Be- and that brings up a, a, another point. So you, you've got your webinar, you've put it on. Have a call to action, action. Mm-hmm. at yeah. the end. You have their attention for... 30, 40 minutes, give them something to do. Tell them what they're supposed to do sure. at the end of the webinar. Yeah. Are they supposed to go sign up for something? Is there something that mm-hmm. they can download? You know, what is it that you're giving them yes. a chance to do? And we'll let Alicia talk a little bit about follow-up after the webinar. I mean, you can set up a, uh, 
email campaign to contact those people that have registered. So how, how would you go about doing that? Before, before you talk about that, can, you, can we talk about, uh, I'll have you talk about this, Alicia, the different avenues or pieces of software that you can use to, as, a, as an email follow-up? Oh, yeah. So like different, like MailChimp, yeah, Constant yeah, Contact. Yeah, the reason I say that is because people oh, may not yeah. know how to do that. I mean, yeah, MailChimp, Constant Contact, Active Campaign. Um, I mean, you can send emails from your CRM if you use something like Agile or HubSpot. The email options are endless out there. CRM? Uh, customer Relation Management Tool. Or is that masking? Yep. Just, yeah. Know, is that right? The, the lingo. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> yeah. if you have an email uh, program set up already, just go with that and filter your, your leads, your webinar registra- registrations into that mail base, that database, segment them out. People who made the webinar should get a different email after the webinar versus those who signed up for the webinar and did not make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going back to like the tools, if you use a tool like Zoom or OBS or Join Me, Join Meeting or Join. Join.me. Yeah, yeah, Join. Something. Yeah. Something like there's so many, mm-hmm. but if you, you should always record the webinar yes. when you're doing it live. Um, even if you feel like it wasn't that great, you can at least learn from it. But then you can you can send it out to the people who who watch the webinar. Which is which is a nice thing about nice thing about the OBS system I was telling you about. You can record the live stream as mm-hmm. you're going, so that way, and that's what we did. We, mm-hmm. we recorded it as we uh, through Zoom. You could do it. We recorded it and then it made it available. And matter of fact, it's still available. On, is it still available on the website? I yeah, don't remember. it's you can available on it. our YouTube channel. I know it's on the channel. I couldn't remember if we still had it up yeah. on the website or not because it's um, getting a little old at this point. It is. I, yeah, it is available on the uh, website, but it's also if you just go on the YouTube channel, it's sitting there too. Yes, right? yes. So. That's and that brings up a good point too. I think you know, depending on the industry you're in, think about how long you want to use this webinar as a market tool and how evergreen you can keep it because we're in digital marketing and um, things and trends change in digital marketing so the webinar we did in like January probably some stuff will be irrelevant (laughs) yeah obsolete by now well I noticed like the um, my portion of it I had featured a website and kind of went through and talked about you know they're doing this great they're doing that great well they've redesigned the website uh, so it doesn't look like, like that, that anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, stuff changes. you know like that changes. Mm-hmm. And the other thing to keep in mind, and this is something that we didn't fully think about when we were doing the webinar, is that call to action at the end, where mm-hmm. you, or the special gift you're giving them at the end, that become, may become dated really quickly. Also, mm-hmm. you need to think about that ahead of time. What are you giving as an offer? You know, if, it, if it's a discounted product, are you willing to give that discounted product for the life of that webinar? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If not, do you have something in place where you can edit that out afterwards? Or, mm-hmm. right. you know, so those are, that's something else to think about in the course of the webinar that you know most people don't think about. Oh, I'm going to give away this. Great. Are you okay with doing that for however long you keep that out there? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's prep. You know, there's the production of the webinar, um, all of the details that go into that, and then there's follow up mm-hmm. and marketing afterwards. So. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, they are wonderful marketing tools, and they do have, you know, unlike, say, you know, some shorter-term uh, digital marketing, they do have a, a little bit of a shelf life. Yeah. You know, you can probably get a year out of it if you... If you, if you pick your topic accordingly. I mean, because yeah. if I was to do a webinar tomorrow about, like, Facebook's algorithm changes, that might not be good for that long, but if you pick something that's more general, yep. then you can make it last for a while. So yeah. think about that in the beginning because I think there is value to like short-term topics. If it's a hot topic at that point, 
you know, just remember you're not going to be able to use it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess that, that would be part of the very initial part where we're talking about, well, what is the topic? Mm-hmm. Right. It, I think if, if, if it's... take into account longevity. How long do you want that webinar to be out? And if it's heard? short term, if it's something timely, maybe a Facebook Live suffices. Yeah. Right, because yeah. you, you do have to put a lot of work into it. Right. Yeah. So it is, it's a time and effort uh, investment. So I think if you're going to do a traditional, we'll call it that, traditional webinar... Um, have your content be something that you can get some mileage out of. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I would say, would say a good rule of thumb, six months, a year? I would say at least six months, you yeah. know, because, I mean, I, I didn't tally up the number of hours that we all spent putting that webinar together, but it was a lot. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot. It was more, more hours than I can count on my two hands. It was hands. a learning yeah. experience. So hopefully, you know, by providing tips, we hope you can cut down on your... Yeah, I was going to say, we've got to be careful. We're going to scare people away from ever doing No, I think, they're, so. I think they're well worth the investment. And we just hit on the highlights today. Sure. Um, and you will have some good resources in the show notes for this episode. Um, but we may circle back around uh, to this topic again and go a little bit more in depth in yeah, some I, of the things that we mentioned today. I, for those of you who are in the uh, Little Roadie Marketing Group, there's um, a little plug for it, I guess. Some of the Tech Tuesday stuff coming up is going to be showing you some of the gear we actually use. And this stuff works for podcasts as well as webinars. So it might be something to keep an eye out for and uh, and you know keep an eye, join the group. It's another reason to join the Little Roadie Marketing Group on Facebook. You get to see some of the stuff we use and some of the stuff. I might even show some of the stuff that we got rid of because it wasn't so good. <laughs> I don't know, should, I, should I out those manufacturers? Is there, is there such a thing as an anti-sponsor? Uh, you know, I, no, I think it's important that people realize that I, I watch a ton of unboxing videos. You guys know, know what those are. <laughs> Such a weird hobby. I, know. I watch unboxing so videos. The reason, I watch, the reason I watch them is because this drives my wife absolutely crazy. If I'm going to make a purchase... Usually, I will research it till the end of time because I want to make sure I'm going to get something fairly good and that it's not going to crap out the minute I get it. The only caveat to that is when I really have to buy cheap because I can't afford anything other than that, but I will overly look at things. So I watch a lot of unboxing videos to make sure, hey, is this good or bad? Yeah. And I find the ones that they come back and say, these are horrible. Great. Now I don't have to go and reinvent that wheel, you know? Yeah. A lot of people do that now, read reviews to like, I mean, you can get sucked into Amazon reviews for hours if you want. (laughs) Some of them are quite entertaining. Okay, I'm I'm going to, oh yeah, uh, the uh, Haribo ones? Uh, no, well, no, Haribo, they, they make a quality product, the gummy no, no. bears, but look there at, was... Look at the diet gummy bears. Oh, did they make the one. diet ones? They made the diet ones that the, oh, yeah. the people were talking about. You'll have to go... Also yeah. read reviews we'll on the Trump Christmas ornament on okay. Amazon. Those oh, were funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I said, yeah, some very entertaining we'll put reviews. the links for the Haribo uh, diet ones, <laughs> and the, just for people who want to have a laugh. But anyway. Yeah. This is not the, educational, purely the, the, the entertainment. The show notes are going to be longer than the podcast <laughs> That's episode. okay. That's okay. You know, so, uh, we got to give honest, stuff, yeah, right? We can make this into an outline that people could download in the future if we have time to put that together, like your yeah, webinar I, outline, strategy, uh, strategy I could, outline or something. I could see this at some point in time becoming a class of some sort where mm-hmm. we could, you know, walk people through because there's so much we haven't hit on yeah, today. Yeah, and I know what we're going to call it already. What not to do when putting together a webinar. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's not quite Because we've got a catchy. ton of content for that. Yeah, but the thing is, is because wouldn't we want people to learn from our mistakes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, yeah, we made a lot of mistakes. Did we pull it off? Yeah, I think we did. I yeah. think we did a pretty good job of yeah. pulling it off. But the reality is we made a ton of mistakes along the way. You know, And I can tell you that even with just the promo video alone, there were 
a bunch of stuff that I if I had to do it over again, I would do it totally different. Yeah. So. I think overall our product and our webinar came out successful. I we think had so. Yeah. Great attendance, uh, amount of attendees, and good questions. And I, mm-hmm. I really thought the product. I guess is product the right word, but the yeah. overall like webinar recording came out pretty quality, pretty I, good. And I think if it didn't, we wouldn't be doing this right now. What we're doing, if it wasn't something that we saw that was doable, mm-hmm. even for a bunch of novices like us who knew nothing about the tech end of it, mm-hmm. we pulled it off. And we're now we're doing a podcast that's coming out now every, every week. Yeah. So I mean, anybody can do it. If we can do it, anybody can. Play. <laughs> There's our tagline right there. If we can do it, you can. Do anybody it. can do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's the, the truth to that. If you, but why not contact us? We can show you how to do it the right way. Yeah, right. I was just going right. to say, if I was left to my own devices to put on a webinar, I'd be calling Bill still. So, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think this is probably a good place to wrap this one up. It would be, I guess. So, as we always say, our shameless plug at the end. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, please go to our website. MarketingEssentialsTeam.com and subscribe and sub- to the podcast and subscribe to the podcast, which is now available through Apple Podcasts. I used to call it iTunes. Apparently, it's Apple Podcasts it's, now. I think it's kind of the same thing. It's the same thing, but yeah, I mean, much. they. I've noticed now that they've been branding it as Apple Podcasts rather than iTunes. But either, it's the same. Yeah. Either way, yeah. you look up Marketing Essentials. Tomato, uh, tomato. Yeah, you'll find it on there. Marketing Essentials. You'll be able to listen to all of our previous podcasts and also get notified when something new is uh, breaking. Same thing with our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel has the same capabilities. You can like and subscribe the channel, yep. and you will get a notification as soon as the next podcast breaks. And, and if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur or a marketer, and you've been looking for a place on Facebook to get some uh, helpful tips and some support, you can go to Little Roadie Marketing Support Group on Facebook yes. and ask to be part of that. And if you're nice to Alicia, she'll let you in. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. She yeah. will. She's our bouncer. She is. She's, <laughs> she's so the... Uh, she's tough to get by. Yeah. <laughs> Does velvet ropes. Um, those, are, those are tough to get, get past. But um, it's a great place to hang out. Yes. Um, be able to ask questions, see what some other people are doing to market their businesses, and just get some marketing help and support. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We welcome you. And the other side bonus to that is you get to talk about your own business a little bit too right which i've seen some connections already starting to happen there Uh on the on the page where you know oh i need this person or i need that person let me reach out to them through there yeah it's a great resource it is it is so i guess that's all for this week um oh you know what we have not done is uh mention our our uh Oh, our, our unofficial sponsor, I guess you yes, would call it. Yes, <laughs> well, um, we've been recording a lot of these podcasts now from Rooms and Works, which is a co-working space in Providence, and it's a great space uh, if you're looking to get out of your house yes. and um, you know work in a professional atmosphere, either at an open desk or in a semi-private office. Uh, I highly recommend checking them out. You can find them at roomsandworks.com on the web. Now, can they schedule a an appointment to do a tour through there? Oh, yeah. Or do they just come down and say hi? Or, or no, if, uh, if you call and uh, ask for Sarah, uh, who's the property manager here, she will be happy to give you a tour of the space and tell you anything you need to know. And she's been great about giving us the opportunity to be able to record here. So Yes, yeah. Can't thank him enough. Well, with that said, 
I guess it's time. I uh, almost we'll used the Mickey Mouse thing. Now it's time to say no. <laughs> I'm going to get singing in yet. <laughs> Take us out here, Justin. Say goodbye to our podcast family. <laughs> say okay. goodbye, Gracie. Well, I guess we, it's better. That, let's see how many different things we can throw in. Uh, should we do the little magic mirror, too? Yeah. For those I, of you who remember that? that I, romper room, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Alicia's like, Never, what? ever called my name, ever. <laughs> okay? I've I have a lot of... I've had to go a lot of therapy for that. They call my name almost every week. I yeah? It. Yeah. Can't imagine. I mean... It's like, and I see Billy. There it's you me. are. She's talking to me. All right. <laughs> I think we need to wrap this up. I'm just going to keep going now. You just... Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.